We all know the story of the prodigal son. In fact, it seems we all know a family who actually has a prodigal son or daughter. And this is true from the President of the United States down to the average American Smith or Jones family. And as believers in God and His Word, we understand that there are spiritual forces battling among us, vying for our loyalty. A spiritual battle is going on for our children. And today we'll be talking with Lane Craft, author of the book, The Parent's Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is Trace Embry. He's the founder and director of Shepherds Hill and also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal in Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. You know, Trace, I know you see spiritual warfare every day. And in fact, I think it's probably safe to say that you and your team here at Shepherds Hill are actually on the front lines. Do you ever feel like there's this bullseye on your back, you know, by virtue of what you guys do here at Shepherds Hill? Yeah, listen, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that there's a bullseye on the backs of anyone who's involved in any kind of aggressive and effective ministry for the sake of Jesus Christ and the, and, uh, the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, the more effective and aggressive the ministry, the stronger the attacks and the more incoming spiritual artillery that's going to be aimed at those bullseyes. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a parent and you're intentional about raising your kids to be sold out for Jesus Christ, hang on because you've just invited the devil and his mm-hmm. angels to spoil your little Jesus party. Why? Because your home has become a training ground for the devil's enemy, and you are the devil's mm-hmm. enemy. And if he can't bring you down, then he'll work on your on your kids to help bring down your whole family. To the devil, uh, that'd be like dropping a bomb on a munitions factory for uh, of his enemies. So the next question is this. Why would anyone sign up for this? <laughs> Why would we invite attacks mm-hmm. from a spiritual force that without God's divine assistance— could crush us in a heartbeat? Well, I can only guess, but I think it's more than a guess. Uh, But I'd bet that it has something to do with why a good coach makes his team run up and down the court or the field or the ice until they practically puke. I was a a hockey player in high school, and I I can identify with that movie, the 1980 Miracle movie. Remember that movie that they hated Mm -hmm. that coach? Let me ask you something. Is that coach a sadistic monster who wants his team to suffer for suffering's sake? Or does that coach have something deeper in mind, something more long-term? No, that coach is conditioning his team to win. And and that's what good generals and drill sergeants do to help their armies win wars. For the coach, the drill sergeant, and for God, they all have something in common that they're leading toward. It's called victory. And with victory, there's always a prize. Gaining the prize is what they all know requires strict training. That's painful sometimes. And that's why in in, in every gym where training takes place, there's a sign that says what? No pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. For the coach, it's a trophy. For the drill sergeant, it's a country. For God, it's heaven. God has the 30,000-foot view. We have mere points of view. 
And I think of Hebrews 11 and the heroes of the faith, you know, the mm-hmm. martyrs who didn't receive their trophies this side of the grave. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, Hebrews 11 says they were looking toward a greater resurrection, a better resurrection. Mm-hmm. And when we have the, the, the grander story in mind, uh, then we are attaching this, this short physical life to all of eternity. And uh, we're cultivating the ground uh, here uh, for our, our home and eternity. And I think that's what more parents need to uh, have in mind when they're raising their kids. Amen and amen. Well, I believe our guest is in line with you today, Trace. Our guest today and licensed to parent is Lane Craft. She is a mom, wife, and also partner with God. She wants to see the impossible things become possible. And that's because she's walked through several impossible things, like a marriage that resurrected after 17 miserable years. Lane has also witnessed God heal her daughter from life-threatening illnesses. And she's seen three prodigal children that are now free, whole, and healed from porn, drugs, alcohol, and depression. She wants to encourage parents that it is possible to win the war against the enemy. Welcome, Lane. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, Lane, uh, you know what it's like to have that bullseye on your back. Um, Tell us just a little bit about your, your story and about your book. Yes, well, you know, the story today is prodigals and how we get them back home. Mm. And I love what you Mm -hmm. said about the victory. You know, every mission has a battle plan. You know, you have to have a battle plan. And every war has a strategy trace. And so I was looking back at the last 17 years of our lives with three teens that were wayward in different ways. And the Lord just kind of lined up what was the strategy that ultimately brought victory for all three of my children. And so that is my passion today is to help give parents first just the revelation that yes, in fact, we are in war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get a little more detail about your story. But before we do, uh, for those who might not be familiar with the term, can you please give us the, the definition of a prodigal? Yes, for our purposes, prodigal means wayward. Prodigal means maybe even a mental illness that was undiagnosed or, uh, you know, something environmental. So prodigal means a child that, you know, consistently makes self-destructive choices, Mm -hmm. a child that's defiant, a child that is disobedient. So a prodigal is a child that basically is living outside of your expectation and will from a Christian spiritual standpoint. Mm-hmm. So for the postmodern free-thinking parent uh, who claims to be an atheist, uh, is it possible to have a prodigal since, you know, it's going to make up your own rules as they go along? Is it possible that they could have a prodigal? Absolutely. They may not be aware that they're a prodigal, but mm-hmm. they're absolutely living out of the will of God's plan for all of us. Mm-hmm. So a prodigal toward God, not necessarily toward the parent, because I think you have to have a, an absolute standard for morality and for wisdom uh, to rebel against. And uh, if a lot of parents, like, I get this. When, so, when I first started having kids, people would ask me, how are you going to raise your kid? How are you going to raise your kid? And that back then meant, what religion are you going to you know, raise them in? I was so stupid. I said, you know what? I'm going to let him figure that out. Can you think of a more ridiculous answer 
to that question than the one I gave. Wow. Well, you know, Trace, I think there's a real complacency among even the faith-filled people and parents Mm -hmm. that the church is responsible for bringing knowledge of God and love of God to our children. It 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 begins at home. You know, the, mm-hmm. the mission and the warfare strategies begin at home, and that mm-hmm. is the power. You know, once you realize, hey, I'm not in war with my teen or young adult that continues to make self-destructive choices or be defiant, I'm in war with this demonic, dark influence of this world after my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So beyond prayer... Uh, what were some of the ways that that you ministered to your children? Well, you know, again, this is one thing I want every parent to know. You know, you will always look back and go, oh, if I'd done this, or maybe if I had done this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes in parenting, particularly when our children uh, don't get through without a lot of battle scars. So mm-hmm. prayer, I think, is a central trace. I think that sure. was looking back, you know, I, I was very specific with God with my prayers. I would literally pray the blood of Christ over my children in visionary terms. I would, in my spirit and in my mind, I would use a paintbrush that I would soak in the blood of Christ at the cross, and I would mm-hmm. paint a cross at the back of my children, and I'd say, Father, in the name of Jesus— I paint this blood, the power and authority of Jesus over Stephen's life. Please, Father, give him wisdom, because I knew Mm -hmm. if they found God's wisdom, that was the key. Mm -hmm. And then I also asked for protection, because I got way too many phone calls of flipped cars, uh, alcohol Mm -hmm. poisoning, things like that. So I knew it was going to take the hand of God for my children to get to victory. You know, Oswald Chambers talks about the importance of imagination when you're putting yourself before God. And I think that's a really important point to imagine God as, for, for who he is and allow, allow the spirit to, to do that. It, but he also says this, and it sounds a little crazy at first, but I think it, there's something to this. He says, prayer doesn't change things as much as prayer changes us and we change things. Can you comment on that? I believe that is very true, but as I look back, Trace, I realize that possibly, and I, 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 I will always believe that all of those prayers, you know, very many times I'd pray that prayer, and within minutes I'd get a terrible phone call. So this wasn't mm-hmm. like you pray and you get, mm-hmm. amen? Right, no, this no, was, right, right. This was just a due diligence petition to God out of pain and brokenness for my children and disappointments that I would say, Father, I know there is power in this blood and Mm. I know that there's authority through it. It is out of my control. So, um, so yes, I believe it changed me, Trace, because it allowed me to lay it down at the foot of the cross and let Mm. God take over. Mm, Yeah, and sometimes the, uh, the negative things that happen right after a real intense time with the Lord is His way of drawing you deeper with yes. him and trust yes. in him and, and affirming that it's out of our control. It's in his hands. You're listening to Licensed to Parents. Our guest today is Lane Kraft. Trace Embry, Lane, and I will be back right after this. 
In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by TroubledTeen.org. Hi, folks. Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherds Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern-day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Our host is Trace Embry. Trace is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a residential treatment center for troubled teens. If you need help with your teen, learn more about Shepherd's Hill when you visit licensedtoparent.org. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Lane Kraft. And Lane, just before the break, we were talking about prayer, and you were sharing how you prayed the blood of Jesus over your kids. There is probably someone listening today and they are discouraged because they have been praying and praying. So first of all, how long did you pray and did you get discouraged? Thank you so much, Michelle. Yes. So my first and eldest child took 15 years of prayer, not 15 weeks, Mm. not 15 months, but Fif- That's a long time. Yeah, 15 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would get disappointed and discouraged and really just um, unable to deal with it some days because you're just so brokenhearted because your kids mm-hmm. continue to make these choices that will impact their lives possibly forever. So, uh, you know, I don't want to come across either, Michelle, as Christianese when I say, oh, just pray and everything turns out. Listen, mm-hmm. it's it, it was by the hand of God in my personal relationship mm-hmm. that gave me the revelation that prayer was essential. It wasn't because mm-hmm. I thought if I pray, I get. It was God. You're the only one that can help me. You're the only one that right. can touch this child. 
And so if there's a parent that is desperate today and has been praying a long time, I want you to know two very important things. One, my eldest child was high on cocaine and in the middle of an Uber uh, car when he was literally touched by the presence of God so powerfully, he fell to the floorboard of this car. So the first takeaway there is that you don't have to be cleaned up and sober to see the hand of God touch your child. And then Mm -hmm. I want to say, secondly, that the touch of God can change everything and anything instantly. Amen. How and when does a parent know that that God is going to be working through somebody else besides uh, us as their parent? to help their child. Well, you pray for that too, you know, and again, Trace, you and I know that who we surround ourselves around, what our personal environment is full of will impact our family too. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to say you can't live in darkness and evil yourself and expect heavenly outcomes for your children. That's right. I tell people, I tell the kids here, you can't live like hell and expect heaven for a reward. It just doesn't work that way. Amen. You know, many people are quick to criticize Christian leaders uh, when, when their lives and, and families seem to be crumbling. Yet, uh, when you read through Scripture, uh, God still used and mightily used people like, uh, I'm thinking of David, who was a man for God's own heart, but boy, you know, really, really messed up and, you know, was criticized as not being a really great parent. Eli, the priest, his two kids were were killed and... Their posterity was cursed when it says that uh, Eli failed to restrain his boys who were doing things that were evidently, they were old enough to where they could have been teenagers or, or, or young men. Job, Moses, I mean, I can go on uh, with a host of others who could be considered failures in, in many respects. So what word of encouragement and counsel can you give parents of prodigals who might be feeling like failures themselves right now, who might be in ministry themselves uh, and maybe f- feeling abandoned by God? Well, I think most importantly, first I want to say that the church is full of people, right? So, you know, the Mm -hmm. old thing that you used to do, the little, this is the church, this is the steeple, open it up, and there are the people. You know, people are (laughs) sinful. So that, when I really, you know, I used to believe Trace, and I'm, I'm so thankful God showed me a different mindset, but I used to believe that if you lived right and did right, life would turn out okay and be right. And what I found is, you know, we just live in a broken, dark, evil world. And so when I started realizing that people are people, it doesn't matter how spiritual we are, we're all one choice away from making a Mm. very wrong choice. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Yes, yes. So I think that's a big uh, allow the enemy. He wants us to believe that, oh, that pastor or that minister or that, you know, women's leader, oh, she she doesn't even have a clue to what I'm going through. But that's not Mm -hmm. true. None of us are going through a day without temptations, without needing a Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this. What are some, some common ways that our culture has influenced our families, uh, parents and kids alike, uh, that helped result in a prodigal. What are we doing that we could possibly be doing differently to, to mitigate some of this? Well, Trace, I think first and foremost, uh, 
Christ followers have allowed the culture to impact way too deeply in our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marriage Mm -hmm. is not a covenant like it used to be. Uh, Marriage, matter of fact, I I saw some latest statistics that I believe it was, I want to say 36% of women under the age of 30 are having children without any kind of father involved. Mm-hmm. So so the demise of just the mom and dad, you know, creating a family is is uh, something that we're not seeing anymore. So without God's design, you know, with a mom and dad not actively involved, it's going to be very difficult because, you know, a house divided right. is uh, mm-hmm. is hard to stand. So, you know, it's, it, you know. I'm saying, Steve and I, you know, we had some tumultuous years. What what I think is most important is we just got to guide them. We've got to open the conversations, Trace. We've got to hit these hard subjects. You know, are you watching dirty pictures on the Internet? You know, I mean, tell me, because if you are, I don't want to condemn you. I, I want to help you. I want to help you guide and maneuver through what those are doing on the inside of you. You know, uh, are you tempted at school, uh, tempted uh, to to do drugs in the middle of the day in, in the bathroom? I mean, please, please let me know how I can help you. I think yeah. as parents, we feel like if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. Boy, is that a fool's mission, huh? Yes. Um, one of those hard subjects, I think, that we... Are laxed in in preparing our kids for is the persecution that they're going to experience uh, by calling themselves Christians. I mean, Christian parents in America uh, up until recently have have we've had things our way. I mean, we just had it our way. It's been pretty easy to raise a Christian kid uh, in America, but we, we are just now starting to feel what parents in in um, uh, other Christian parents in other countries have been feeling for two thousand years. Why don't more Christian parents uh, from an early age aggressively be preparing their kids not just to swim upstream from our culture, but also to prepare them for the persecution uh, that they'll surely have to endure by doing so? Well, I think, Trace, that's where you and I and all of us that are kind of leading this battle against our children are activating educating, equipping, and empowering parents today. Hey, it's not what it was last, you know, the last 10 years. We have got to get into the front lines, and we Mm -hmm. have got to start truly battling these wars with with school boards, with, uh, you know, the just just the uh, mentality that this, this, all this sexual disorientation, I mean, we have got to really get into the truth of God and do it in a contemporary and relevant way so they receive it. You know, Lane, what you're talking about, it it doesn't sound easy, but on the flip side, why is it, do you think, that Christian parents are riding the stream of the culture? I think they, too, are disappointed. I think they are Mm -hmm. scared. I think the enemy, this is one of his tactics against the family. I mean, we just went through a pandemic. We just went through a shutdown. We have just been deceived on many levels. And so Mm -hmm. they too, Michelle, are struggling at a level. You know, we're looking at new studies about just depression among adults, a fear that is taking them to where they need counseling. So we're at a state where 
the hand of God is needed in all of our lives in a way like never before in America. Mm-hmm. So how do we change that? I mean, I know that we've talked about, you know, Trace and the other leaders who are making this 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 frontal attack and you too who are making this change, but how do we pull up this family in Nowheresville, America who is really struggling? What do we do? Well, immediately Michelle, you just ask them you know, how is life working? And they're going to say, not so well. And we pray then that that gives us an opportunity to say, well, let's look at what we can do today. So I would encourage Mm. them to first and foremost, if they haven't in a long time, just get before God, just unplug from everything and just get before God, either either individually, as a couple or as a family, and truly Mm. ask God, Please step up and step in today. That should be problem solving 101. But, yeah. you know, we sometimes overlook the the obvious. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of nuts. But how does your book help struggling parents through some of this stuff? And, and your book also talks about fighting for your child's destiny. What do you mean by that? Well, yes. Yeah. So what I, I first and foremost, just let them see that they're not in war with that kid that's putting them over the edge or, you know, they're in war with the enemy after them. And then secondly, I start with with passages. I start with ways to pray because, you know, I have found through the last few books of mine, Trace, people don't even know how to pray. They don't even know what wow. to say. Yeah. I don't even think they realize, and I'm talking Christian uh, parents, that, that uh, spiritual warfare actually exists. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're I, I hate to, you know, be too critical here, but there are Christians who've been in church most of their lives, who, or at least members, um, who don't know the, the difference between the Saul of the Old Testament and the Saul of the New Testament. It's, it's crazy. Well, and I think too, Trace, don't you believe that that's the tactic of the enemy? He's, he's literally put mm-hmm. the veils on, on parents' mm-hmm. eyes today so that they don't see that it really is a war, you know. How, how do you keep people enslaved? You, you, you don't educate them. Correct. You, you keep them ignorant. Mm-hmm. Or, on the other hand, you flood them with an overabundance of knowledge where the lies get mixed in to the point where they don't know what to believe. And and that's what's happening with digital technology and kids today. Amen. That's what, that's what Amen. I'm discovering. Lane, thank you so much for joining us today, giving us your insights and being real with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Lane Kraft. She is the author of The Parent's Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. You can connect with Lane at her website, LaneLawsonCraft.com. That's Lane spelled L-A-I-N-E, LawsonCraft.com. Also check out her podcast entitled Warfare Parenting. In fact, our own Trace Embry was a guest not so long ago. So go and check out that podcast, Warfare Parenting. Hey, thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. Find out how we can help you. Go to licensedtoparent.org. Hey, and if you have any parenting questions or questions concerning a troubled teen, send your email to asktrace at licensedtoparent.org. 
Licensed to Parent is a listener-supported ministry, and if you'd like to be a part of what we do here on the program or every day at Shepherd's Hill, please consider a donation to this ministry. Go to LicensedToParent.org and click Donate. Hey, thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.